welcome to the podcast, because I have something to talk about. Yeah, I can't believe we're going to talk about um, the Afghanistan conflict. We are not going to talk about that. Please tune into actual news station and not to your local podcast station, which might have questionable content. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to judge your local podcast station, but... Yeah, honestly, it's probably know. better than watching this cable news. I just wouldn't listen to myself for political advice, that's all. No. Anyways, we've got a topic today. It's Masters of the Universe Revelations. Revelations? Revelations, yeah. Reverberations. Reverberations. I have some revelations about the about the show masters of the universe revelations revolutions yeah like what's going on in the middle east no (laughs) no you'll have to go elsewhere to learn he man yes if you didn't know what masters of the universal revelations is we'll have to give you a little bit of background he man it's he man okay (laughs) what do they need any more background yeah, it's it, the original title of the television show from the 80s was He-Man, Master of the Universe. I thought it was just called He-Man. No, it was called He-Man, Master of the Universe. I also did not know that it was called anything more than he, uh, He-Man. Yeah, everybody just thinks it's He-Man. Yeah. It's so, sort of like how everybody thinks Frankenstein's monster is Frankenstein. Sure. It's just like that. So there's a guy named he Mr. Universe. Steven Universe? He-Man? <laughs> <laughs> no, his name is is Prince Adam, and he holds up a sword, and he turns into He-Man, and that's all you really need to know about He-Man. Um, yeah. Now, why are we talking about He-Man? Why are we talking about Masters of the Universe? Well, it came out on Netflix. Um, just oh. this, just um, in, like, July. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, just this past two Ju- months. July. Sometime in summer. So the original, July 23rd. When did the original He-Man come out? Was it the 80s? Yeah, so the original He-Man is from the 1980s. It was a better time, the 80s. No, not really. Not really. I mean, not no offense to He-Man and Masters of the Universe, but He-Man and Masters of the Universe was, among many other television shows at the time, like My Little Pony, etc. She-Ra. Uh, well, She-Ra was a spinoff of mm-hmm. He-Man. But yes, was... Transformers. Yes. G.I. Joe. Yes, all of those were essentially entirely made to sell toys. And they still are. I want to be clear, these are still television shows made to sell toys to children. Yeah. My Little Pony really improved over the decades. And we'll talk about how He-Man improved and didn't improve. But you know what the single goal of He-Man is? Sell toys. To who? Children's. Children. But the, the show didn't really seem that... Well, we'll get into it. But it didn't seem that aimed at children compared to This what is you might true. Think. But I think I, I would make the argument that it is more aimed at children than the adults who watched it in the 80s. It sure. is not aimed at people who were children in the 80s. No, that would be weird. Which I think would be... Go outside. <laughs> okay, we can't be that mean. <laughs> But I think that would We're be... We're going to get review bombed. <laughs> yeah, this would be probably the most st- controversial starting statement, which, as a per- as a former... My, I think My Little Pony's still good, but as a former fan of My Little Pony, telling people that things are not made for them, I know is 
probably the most controversial thing you can do. But the real reason why Master of the Universe sparked my interest so much that I felt like I had to make a podcast on it. Okay, so here's actually how I found out about this. And I didn't I didn't realize at the time what had happened. So we started watching uh, Masters of the Universe Revelations on Netflix for fun because it just kind of showed up and I wanted to watch something like short and so it was like a 25 minute episode and there were like five parts although we ended up watching them all in a row so we should have just watched a movie because that would have been less time. Um, but then, as, as you'll recall, I was trying to look up the voice cast because I thought I recognized a voice actor. I didn't, didn't figure out who that guy was, but I was looking at the voice cast and I saw the reviews for it and I was like, wow, the IMDb ratings like five out of 10, that's really low. This other ratings like two out of 10, that's incredibly low. <laughs> like, and so, I took this at like pretty much face value. I was like, oh, so this is gonna be really bad, but hopefully it'll be like fun bad. Hopefully it'll be like entertaining bad or something. What did you think at the time? I don't really know how IMDB scores and whatnot work. Yeah, so that was the problem, but we will find out. (laughs) I just kind of took like, oh, there's this low rating. It must mean that it is bad. Well, I, I, I kind of guessed that it might have something to do with, um, angry fanboys like that that's mm-hmm. that's something that i always assume is going to be a thing yeah so it wasn't until the beginning of like the second episode where we had gone through the whole first episode and i was like you know i don't know if it deserves a 10 out of 10 but i'm not sure like two out of 10 is appropriate mm-hmm. like i'm not sure that was the best thing i've ever watched but it definitely wasn't like the worst thing and that was when i was like huh i wonder if there's some like drama around this and like I don't follow whatever, like, Netflix opening thing is about. Like, whatever, like, when Netflix is going to premiere their things. I don't look at the reviews and, Here's like, what's watch coming trailers. Um, so apparently people had watched trailers and, like, some people were anticipating this, which is, like, fair enough for them. Um, I know that, like, when She-Ra came out, that was also not something where... I knew any fans of the 80s show She-Ra. And, like, they rebooted She-Ra way before He-Man. And I, I wasn't... Didn't, I didn't know She-Ra was a thing. Yeah. What? At all? No. I, I knew about He-Man vaguely, but, I mean, I didn't know about a He-Man spinoff. I'm not sure if I knew who She-Ra was before this. Mm-hmm. Either. Before, like, watching She-Ra on Netflix. Yeah, to be clear, we, we've uh, seen the, the new She-Ra. Yes. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but we have. Yeah, we haven't talked about it on the podcast, but we have seen all of the new She-Ra. And uh-huh. I was rewatching it recently. Um, and it is completely rebooted, which means it looks very different and mm. has a different, like, attitude and style. And, like, She-Ra was the spinoff of, of He-Man, so, like, it still keeps in a lot of, like, the place names and, like... So that was kind of bizarre watching the He-Man Masters of the Universe and being like, I remember all of these names, but everything looks very different. Um, I would say it still looks very 80s. My first impression was like, well, the animation's better than the 80s was by far. Well, like, they still kept everything the same. And I read later that that was because it was meant to be a continuation, not a reboot. I did not realize. Makes sense. Yeah, what do you think? It was the animation style was faithful. Yes, I yeah, I would say it's faithful, including the color palette in some cases which made it like very hideous. Like the cat. 
Yeah, the really ugly green and orange striped cat. Cringer. Yeah, Cringer. I don't know why Cringer is such a bad term. Like, the word cringe is just bad on its own now. Maybe it has a different connotation now, but, like, when I think of Cringer, I think of, like, a guy on 4chan who's like, wow, that's really cringe. I think of a guy on IMDb rating uh, Masters of the Universe 0 out of 10 because he is a sexist guy. Yeah. So, I guess... Okay, so, like... The background of, like, these people is, like, they got really excited that He-Man was going to have a reboot, and these are all, like, men who were presumably children in the 80s, so they're yeah. presumably in their 30s or if 40s. You take the, if you take them face value, they were really excited about it. Uh, you yes. could also say that they were just looking for something to get angry about once it became clear that um, it was not going to be what it was originally thought to be. Yeah. So I just kind of came into it, like, not knowing anything about He-Man, being like, it's something from the 80s. And, like, I remember when She-Ra came out that, like, people were really upset that she was not showing as much skin as she did in the 80s. Like, that she wasn't wearing as, like, short of a dress and everything. And I was like, you know, I don't know, like, the the He-Man costumes were pretty faithful. And yeah. also, most of the men were wearing, like, loincloths, so I was like, I mean, that's not much to complain about. Like, the women might might be showing a lot of, like, skin, but the men are too. Um, even if it's in, like, really gross and bulging ways. It was mostly just He-Man himself, I think. Yeah. Uh, mostly people ju- were wearing fairly normal clothes, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But He-Man was a, a faithful recreation. Yeah, so I thought it was, like, a pretty faithful recreation by the few things I've seen of He-Man. And, okay, so, obviously, more spoilers for He-Man ahead. Yeah, there's there's, there's a big one. of the universe. Uh, Click off now if you don't want to hear the spoiler. But the biggest spoiler is that He-Man dies in the first episode. Yes. Um, It's cool as hell. it's, it's, (laughs) It's quite dramatic. The first, what was your interpretation of, like, like your feelings, your thoughts about, like, the first episode? The first episode, well, I mean, the first episode was a lot. It's a rush. Mm-hmm. You're being introduced to all these characters, yeah. and maybe it was made more for people that already remembered it, but I don't think so. I think it was just kind mm-hmm. of hard, no matter what. Yeah. I think it was a really odd, maybe, like, a balance to make people who already liked Masters of the Universe like it, but then also try to introduce new people. It's like how people say the first Star Wars prequel just exists to set up the other Star Wars prequels. I, I think that this that episode just... It, they decided it was going to be a continuation, and so the first episode needed to needed to get them where they actually wanted to be, which was the second through fifth episode. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely agree. And it's weird reading the reviews, because, like, you see very mixed people. Like, there are some people who are like, if you don't understand the Masters of the Universe world, then you will not understand, like, half of what goes on in the show. And then there are other people that are, like, essentially the opposite. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, if you're a fan, then you won't like this. Um, so, like, if you're a fan, you'll like this. If you're a fan, you won't like this. Like, there's nothing in the middle. I don't know if it helped already knowing, like, She-Ra and, like, the, like, sort of, like, universe of She-Ra seems to be fairly similar in that it's, like, there's magic, there's technology, 
There's just kind of everything. And then He-Man's like a little bit more amped up about it. Because She-Ra's like a little bit less technology, maybe. A little bit more magic. And then He-Man's like, the magic is all gone by the first episode, mm-hmm. basically. So there's not as much like magical creatures or whatever is supposed to be. Yeah, it doesn't, really, it doesn't really hold your hand in terms of establishing things for better or worse. Yeah. Yeah, it throws a lot of characters at you. Um, the funniest line in the first episode is when the, like, king turns to Prince Adam, who is secretly He-Man, mm-hmm. and the king does not know he is He-Man, and is talking about, like, two different characters. I- is it is it Duncan and his daughter, Tila? Yes. And, yeah. Yes, and she's becoming the captain of the guard or whatever. Yeah, and, like, the king sends to, says to Prince Adam, like, that's what a proud father looks like. I hope that I'll look like that for you someday or something like that. And it's like, I hope to one day experience pride. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) Something. Yeah. It was like ridiculously like just a huge diss on Prince Adam. But it was like, obviously they were like, we have one sentence to set up that the King is disappointed in Adam, Mm -hmm. which presumably was a holdover from the old series. Cause they seem to be like, bridge this seemed to be the bridge Mm -hmm. so um seeing as prince adam dies while being he-man at the end he also like sort of takes skeletor with him yes he he and skeletor are like both getting lightninged or something electric i don't know they like destroy a magic they got like the magic energy pulsing through them and it evaporates both of them yeah they're both dead and, like, uh, you know, and Tila, who is the captain of the guard and, like, fr- a friend to Adam but doesn't know that uh, he's He-Man. Yeah. At the last second, she sees that He-Man is actually Adam as he is dying. Yes, yes. He's holding, like, the the sword has split into two swords and he's holding both of them and he's Prince Adam instead of He-Man. And she's, <laughs> like, in the original series, she was, I guess, the guard to Prince Adam, but then she's also, like, friend to He-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so throughout the, like, Master's... Um, of the universe little like Netflix series she has a lot of flashbacks where she thinks about like hanging out with He-Man and how much she liked He-Man and less so of Prince Adam I think mostly just of He-Man okay so this is why people don't like certain people say that they hate the He-Man reboot so this I mean, is He-Man why, continuation this is why it was review bombed on every website yes. was because the second episode starts with only Tila and her friend Andra? Andra. Uh, sure. Yes, and they're both women. Women. One of them is a black woman. Oh. Yeah, and instead of being happy about that, people were very angry to see a woman on this. I'm sorry, this is going to sound very patronizing. Mm-hmm. I'm not that sorry. If you have real qualms with it, and like... I want to be fair and be like, it's not the best thing ever, Mm -hmm. but I also don't think it's the worst thing. And yeah, I I just, the way that people review Bombed wasn't even like accurate. I guess like what really got me was I decided to read the reviews and instead of being like, I guess like annoyed because like there are, okay, so like I have talked about it with a few other people and most of the people I talk to had, like, pretty mixed feelings watching this Netflix series, um, even if they were not, like, at all fans of He-Man. Like, one was like, 
it was just it didn't catch my attention by the third episode so i stopped watching and i was like that's fair the first three episodes are like throwing characters at you they're like very establishing um they're not it's not super exposition-y it's just like there's a lot Mm -hmm. all happening in a row yeah i think it it gets into a rhythm by like the third episode at least yeah and then someone also said that they did not like Tilo's personality um, because she says something really mean near the end of the series. And mm-hmm. she's generally kind of like depicted as sort of a selfish brat. And like, that's fine if you don't like her character for actual like reasons. But the reviews were so like bizarrely unfaithful to like what was going on. It was like sort of strange and mysterious. Like, it was like there was someone who was like, this is offensive to women because it implies that girl power is about being a man-hating lesbian. There are no lesbians <laughs> in the show. Which I was mad about word. because... There are I, no open lesbians in the show, yeah, I should say. I mean, not mad about. But, like, I did agree with someone who said that it felt kind of, like, queer baiting because, like, Andrew and Tila are, like, hanging out and you're like, ooh, they could be something. And then they, like, Tila's in love with He-Man constantly. Honestly, like, He-Man was in the show so much that it was, like, distracting. Because it was just Constantila being like, He-Man, he's dead. (laughs) He's in every episode through flashbacks, and he's constantly being mentioned. And he, spoiler alert, does come back in some form. Yes, like, the entire thing is very clearly a setup. Like, they have to go to essentially heaven and hell, which, like, they call it by heaven and hell by name, but they have names. They're like Subternia is hell and Praternia is like heaven, mm-hmm. which only He-Men can get into and sorceresses, I guess. Yeah. But um like it's very it's it's pretty clear from the get-go that they're gonna like revive him, I think. Mm-hmm. Cause like he's He-Man and there's Skeletor. And like obviously He-Man and Skeletor are gonna come back. Like, I don't know why you how you could sit through that and be like, I guess they're just not gonna bring him back. I guess he's dead and Tila's the main character. Even though she won't shut up about him. <laughs> what? You you wanna talk about Tila? Do you need to say about stuff about Tila? I mean she was fine. Like, like, I don't really have that many qualms about Tila. Mm-hmm. I didn't find her, like, as unlikable as a lot of people were. I was like, she's just a character, and she's mm-hmm. mostly just... She is supposed to be, like, the audience, like, surrogate. She's the person who loves He-Man and wants to bring him back. She is... She doesn't... She, like, doth protest too much. She, like, protests against, like, being the big hero, which I guess people felt annoying. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Well, the whole point is that she's, like, you know, sad that He-Man died and she doesn't want to go do hero things because she doesn't have He-Man to have her back anymore. Because, like, in all the flashbacks, he's, like, helping her get out of trouble and, like, shit like that. Yeah, I mean, it is, like, because, like, how much time has passed from, like, that to when He-Man dies to, like, the second episode? You know how much time is supposed to have passed? It's unclear. Because it seems like a good amount of time has passed. Yeah. Because, like, the, some characters seem old now. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I guess it is kind of a little bit clunky for her to, like, for years she has, like, sworn off this. And then, like, she goes there, yeah. goes there, and then the tiger's like, you actually want to do this? And she's like, yeah, you're right. 
Yeah. It is it's not, yeah. The, not the cleanest transition. Yeah, I would say the entire thing is, like, very tropey. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, like, the main, maybe, like, valid complaint, I would say, is that it takes, like, this show is, like, from the 80s. You decide to revive a show from the 80s who's, like, incredibly tropey, like, character who is clumsy, is actually a super mm-hmm. powerful wizard. Character is evil, has, I don't know... A soft spot. Her name is Evil. (laughs) What were the other ones? It was like... Um, Robot. Roboto. Oh, yeah, Roboto. His personality's Robot. His personality is Robot, but he's Data from Star Trek. (laughs) But he has feelings eventually, which which is, you know, a great trope from the 80s. Yeah. Um, Um, Duncan. He's wise old man. Yeah, he's a wise old man um, guy. And he's also, like, a super genius, and, like, mm-hmm. his- Tila's, like, the orphan that he picked up off the streets or whatever and raised as his own, and then he also made a robot that has his entire memory bank inside of it, like, at the same time. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, and- and Roboto reveals right before he explodes that he has feelings. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler, Roboto explodes. <laughs> Spoiler, yeah. Yeah, they- they kill- Quite a bit. Of, I mean, they kill, obviously, they kill Hema and Skeletor, but they both come back, even yeah. though Skeletor is technically still dead. And then they kill, um, Wizard Man. Little Wizard, Wizard Man. Man. Oh, Orko? Yeah, they, they, yeah. they lock, they either kill or lock Orko in hell. I think they just lock Orko in. I think Orko's coming back. They you, clearly you set up Orko as yeah. being, like, important. You don't see him die. Yeah. And then, and then there's also, uh, Roboto dies restoring the sword, which is an important thing. Yeah. You watch it. Yeah, you just watch it, you'll figure it out. But, like, it is quite trippy in those ways, and it's, like, basically, like, Tila is a stereotypical, like, I am an old warrior who's done doing warrior things. I'm, it's, like, I guess the thing that I felt was, like, if in this, like, see, this is gonna be one of those things where I'm, like, if this was a man, but, like, literally, she's very, like, a tropey personality where it's, like, this is a former hero who's become some sort of mercenary bounty hunter doing jobs. Yeah. Um, and then she's going to be convinced that she has to, like, go back to doing good and, like, risking her life for do- just for the sake of doing good mm-hmm. and improving the world. Um, and it, like, comes as a very fast turnaround, but, like, they're just kind of trying to speed through the plot. Yeah. There's also like some technology guys with like eyes on their faces. That's oh, yeah, a fun that, little I, I like quest. the I like that. I always like the um like weird religious cult figure as a yeah. minor villain. I think that's an underrated trope. Yeah, um, that was fun. It, it was fun. Um, it was fun how everything you could kind of see it as a toy. Like I was looking at Roboto and I'm like, ooh, that toy is like a fun toy with like clear plastic on the outside so you can see its insides <laughs> um yeah everything very much felt like that yeah uh the guy in hell looked like he was like a glow-in-the-dark toy skeletor but he was named something different in hell scare glow yeah scare glow that's great yeah he people are divided on whether or not he's actually skeletor or mm-hmm. something but then skeletor turned out to be part of her staff so like i feel like he must not be entirely skeletor you know Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that at the end. At yeah. the end, He-Man gets stabbed again. He, uh, yeah, he Spoiler. does get stabbed. He'll be fine. Don't worry <laughs> about He-Man. 
I was so tired of people worrying about He-Man. Anyways. What if they just, he dies again, but he actually gets to go to He-Man Heaven again because, like, he died a hero's death. And oh, yeah. They, and then they have to do the same thing again in the second season. Yeah. <laughs> it is fun how there's a He-Man Heaven that is apparently just full of He-Man and mm-hmm. then, like, one woman who's, like, a sorceress. And she doesn't speak English. And, yeah, she, for some reason, is the only one that doesn't speak English. And they meet Grayskull. I don't know if Grayskull was, like, established as a character in, like, the earlier movies. He's a chill guy. And you also meet Hero. Yes, you meet Hero as well. They have like two ultimate He-Man figures. Is Hero an ultimate He-Man figure? I, I kind of. He helps them with the sword. Yeah. Oh, I just meant like, is he like also important? <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah, not. As, he's not as mythical as Grayskull. Yeah, but uh, just one of the really fascinating things about like all of the review bombs were just like sort of like blatant, like I don't know, like. I mean, it's not like you have to try to, like, read into this, like, series, like, annoying things. Like, things that are irritating and not, like, the mark of a great TV show. Like, you don't have to rate it 10 out of 10. It's not the best. But I find the, like, negative reviews so interesting because they're full of people being, like, this is a man-hating show. All of the men on this show are evil and terrible. This is literally not true. And there's only one evil man on the show, I think. It's Skeletor. Oh, yeah. sorry. The, there's also the eyeball guy. He's also evil, right? I guess. They're like the two evil guys on the show. And so I was sitting there and I was like, you saw the like endearing relationship between Tila and her father, Man-at-Arms, because... Mm. They all gotta have, like, weird long names, like, titles. And you were like, yes, this is a man-hating show. <laughs> or the fact that Tila is, like, obsessed with He-Man, you you think it's a man-hating show. It's full of misandry. The funny thing is, like, there are a bunch of good male characters, but they don't... Like, you have Roboto, you have um, Orko, you have a Beast mm-hmm. Man, you have... Um, oh god, what's, what's his name? Cringer. These are, like, yeah. all good guy milk, but they don't look like He-Man. They're not, like, yeah. these, these traditional masculine figures. Yeah. And they and they even kind of have that one in Man of Arms. Yeah. And then also, I bet, I bet, like, this doesn't come up as much, but I can see people complaining about, like, how, like, Prince Adam, when he is in the Praternia, which is, like, you know, the heaven version or whatever, um, the heaven for He-Man. Yeah. Um, he decides to look at look like Prince Adam instead of like He Man, mm-hmm. and like I feel like that's got to have pissed some people off. But I don't even see reviews about that. I just see reviews about how it like hates men and is they feminist. Didn't, they didn't garbage. actually watch it. <laughs> yeah, and if they did watch it, they didn't get all the way to the fifth episode. Yeah, and it's funny that they all. I mean, funny. It's they all call like the main characters like. These terrible, like, women who, like, sort of have muscles, I guess. Um, like, lesbians. And I think that you could accuse this show of, like, somewhat queer baiting. Especially since I, at least, while I was, like, reading descriptions, it was pretty clear that, like, there was some sort of implication earlier on. Like, maybe in the trailers or something like that. Um, or way that they were talking about the characters that suggested there could be, like, a relationship between the two girl characters. But... Clearly there's not. No. I guess it's interesting because as I was watching it, I was like, this feels like it's been made by someone who really likes He-Man. Because I was like, 
It felt kind of like a fan fiction where you, like, decided to take, like, a side character you really like. And, like, so, like, this is where I'm, like, sort of sympathetic. Like, just a little tiny bit of me is sympathetic towards people who were like, but I really wanted to see He-Man. And I'm like, you had a He-Man-centric plot, to be fair, and you'll get more He-Man in, like, probably there'll be a part two and He-Man will be in it a bunch. So, like... There's that. I guess people just kind of wanted to see, like, He-Man punch things. And, like, my best response to that is it feels like if you just want to watch He-Man, like, fight, you should just go back to watching, like, the cartoons that they already made where he fights. Because this seems to be instead a continuation. And, like I said, it feels kind of like someone took their fan fiction and was like, how can I really, like, expand upon this universe and not just make He-Man punch things all the time or whatever? Or sword things... <laughs> chop things all the time with their sword yeah it's funny because it's made by uh kevin smith who is not known for being some sort well first of all he's 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 a man <laughs> and he's not known for like feminism yeah he's not pre-cancellation joss whedon mm-hmm. he's he's just like a guy and he's it's also, he's a weird choice because he's most famous for adult movies. Like, he's not a children's entertainer. Well, when I was looking through his Wikipedia, I found that he had written, he had been involved in the creation of a lot of comics. And I yes. wonder if he was, like, maybe involved in the creation of a He-Man comic. It didn't look like he was directly involved mm-hmm. with it, but, like, maybe he knew some people. And they were like, well, we want to adapt this into a show. And he felt like, you know, branching out. When I when I think of Kevin Smith, I think of um, adult stoner comedy films mm-hmm. yeah i didn't know much much about it it's just like this one review says get out of our stories what is wrong with you people his grandma screaming at the, the like, tv it's not even like a series of reviews like this feels like first of all these are all made like like day by day it feels like someone was just uploading this link to 4chan and people were clicking it and then like yelling the first thing that they could think of which was like there is a strong female character and like i don't it's been a few months i didn't hear anything about this from like any of my circles and it's almost a little disappointing because i feel like the circle of people who like she-ra and things like that this wouldn't automatically appeal to them because, first of all, it's more of a direct con- continuity with, like, the original series. It's, like, styled more like that. It's not really, like, n- like the way that She-Ra was rebooted made it feel a lot newer. And, like, mm-hmm. I feel like it doesn't mesh with, like, the people who like She-Ra or the people who like other kids' cartoons. Um, or even, like, people who, like... A lot of, like, anime nowadays, which I feel like it would be most close to, like, anime fans circle. But, like, that it would have been nice for those people and, like, people in my circle of, like, cartoon friends to support this show as people are, like, complaining about it being this, like, terrible thing. Because now it's just, like, it doesn't really have anybody. Yeah, that's the- it's such a perfect (laughs) target for- review bombing because it's not vital it's not an essential show it's not getting rave reviews it's it doesn't really have a strong target audience and it's not it's not perfect it's i think i think uh the general consensus among people that are actually taking it seriously is, is mixed yeah yeah and like taking it seriously i think like it being mixed is fine 
Mm-hmm. And, like, being, like, I feel, like, kind of hopeful for, you know, maybe it could improve. Like, I think that it was pretty rushed. There was a lot of characters. There was a lot of, like, introducing stuff because it was trying to be a continuity that could be improved in, like, the next, like, yeah, and it's part only, that it's it's only five episodes. Yeah. Like, most of these, these cartoons that go up on Netflix, they have more episodes per season than mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, like, I do think... The target audience is... I don't think it's these people exactly. I don't think it's 20, 30, 40-year-old men or whatever mm-hmm. who are the main audience for Masters of the Universe. But it's also not reaching like the demographic of like people who aren't chill, like adult cartoon fans or adult anime fans who have supported some, you know, of the, like, big LGBT-friendly shows now, or, like, the big hip shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it's just got, like, any kid who likes it on Netflix, and then all of these fanboys who are review-bombing it because they're angry about, I don't know, women. Mm-hmm. Men are depicted as cyclopses, and that's not okay. Yeah, it's so weird to read that a plot is, like, hardcore feminist. That it's incredible, this incredibly feminist plot. It's literally not. When I said, like, my main qualm with it is that it is literally all about He-Man, and they really want him to come back. And it's not like, there's no, like, ah, uh, Tila wants to pick up the Sword of Grayskull and, like, be a hero instead. It's like, no, we really want Prince Adam back, you know, even though he's dead. I feel like I made it clear that I guess my main qualm upon thinking about it is just how He-Man-centered it was, despite the fact that everyone is complaining about it not being He-Man-centered enough. I'm All I'm saying is, I expected a show about He-Man, and I was very disappointed that by the second episode they pivoted to being about Susan B. Anthony and the right of women's suffrage. (laughs) That is how all these reviews read, though. I, I, I wasn't sure why Elizabeth Cady Stanton and um, uh, Margaret Sanger were in the, the TV show. It, it made no sense universe-wise, and it's not about feminism. I just It just was a bunch of plot holes. Yeah. At one point, they, like, visited Stonewall, and it was also about, like, the gays, and I just really didn't... I just didn't know where they were going with that. Yeah. It was a very clumsy message. Yeah. Yeah, I... I I do think that Tila can be a difficult character. I, at the very end of end episode, I think she says something like, along the lines of, like, it's your fault for dying to Prince Adam. Mm-hmm. That was cited as a well, reason why someone yeah, didn't like she, her. She says something like, you left me, and Adam was like, I died. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, that's fair, but also that's not, like... It's one of those things where it's, like, so tropey that complaining about it almost doesn't feel like... Like, that's just a thing people say in TV. Like, yeah, I don't think you're supposed to be, like, on, on her side. No, 100%. no. Like, obviously she's But people not... don't understand this or don't want to understand. Yeah, people don't understand the concept of, like, a character who's, like, they made a... They did a bad. They did a bad, but that doesn't mean they're a terrible character. Which is funny because yeah. conservatives like to complain about like, you know, they they like, you can't, you can't, you have to have moral, you have got to have morals in your TV show. But then when you have a complex female character that you're not supposed to relate to, they mm-hmm. don't like it. Yeah. 
thinking capital and yeah velociraptor yeah remember velociraptor yeah i do we should do an episode of velociraptor Ooh, what if we did an episode just about memes? Yeah. We'll have to pull up, pull up to, like, cheese. I, yeah. I can have cheeseburger. 2009 era memes, early Obama era memes. Yeah. We'll probably just about wrap this up. I don't know if I have much more to say on He-Man. I think that the backlash, which, like, I didn't hear about for the record. I heard about She-Ra's backlash, and that's why I watched it. But I didn't hear anything about He-Man's backlash, because, like, it's not really trying to be as feminist as all the fanboys are saying. Which means, obviously, it's not going to get a bunch of press. Like, She-Ra was trying to do that. It was trying to be, like, mm-hmm. we're friendlier towards gay people and people of color. And, like, that was why people were upset. But then, like... This show is like, I'm just trying to be a continuation of the old one from the 80s. But we had a woman perspective for like four and a half episodes. And so it's obviously not going to get pressed from like people of color and LGBT people and women. um, Because it's like not that groundbreaking or revolutionary. But like, it's fine. It was fine. Um, um, it was fun at times. The Cy- Cyclops character is good. I hope he comes back in the second season and is more of like a bad guy. Yeah. Um, Orko is good. It ended on a fun cliffhanger. Yeah, there's a character whose fate is up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally said that the robot died because he looked fun. No, they can just build another one. He's a robot. Yeah, I mean, that's that's maybe true. But he won't be the same. He won't have feelings. I want Orko to come back. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's going to want Orko to come back if you've seen it. Yeah, he has um, daddy issues. Yeah, I want Evelyn to become good again. <laughs> because she was fun while she was nice. Or at least I want her to be evil and also have a bonding mor- moment with Orko again. Yeah. Um, because that was yeah, fun. that was a good good moment. So like, watch it if you want. Keep in mind that it's it doesn't need to be like very good or very bad. It just is. But I would take with a grain of salt any criticism that seems like a little out there. Mm-hmm. With an agenda, as they say. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't think it has much of an agenda. It did not, not feel really. like it had a, a, an eye for the women folk, as they say. Yeah, it's except to the degree that having multiple female characters is radical. Yeah. Which is not. It's not that radical anymore. No. That yeah. That's what I said. It's like it's not. It's not radical enough to get it attention from anybody significant. Okay. Really. It's not the Stone Age anymore. It's not. 2011. <laughs> it's not 2011, where we were really suffering, you so know? So much has happened in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, um, and then go leave, like, a mediocre review on a website to balance out all of the ones here on Metacritic. Honestly, give it a, a high score, but just leave a mediocre review. Yeah. Just to get the high score to balance out the review going, but then say what you actually think in the review. Yeah. I do want to clarify that, like, by low score, I mean, like, the user score. So, for example, on Metacritic, the user score is 1.8 out of 10. Which is the, low. Which is very low. The meta score is... 72 positive or something? Or yeah, 72. 72 out of 100. I don't know why the user scale and yeah, the meta I... score are done differently. Yeah. But it has mostly positive reviews, a couple mixed reviews, no negative reviews. Yeah. But you just, you don't really see very many negative reviews in 
Metacritic. Yeah. The reviews. Tomatoometer thing on Rotten Tomatoes is like 94%, uh-huh. which is quite high. Yeah. And then the audience score is like 39%. And if you look at the breakdown of all these scores, it's always like a bunch of people at the top being like, this is really good. And then a bunch of people at the bottom being like, this is really bad. And then nothing in the middle. And that's how you know that it's whatever not a great to, review system. Whatever happened to moderates? Whatever happened to centrism? <laughs> Yeah. Right, I think that's a good tip for anything, is if you look at the top and bottom and they're radically different from the middle, then you know that the mean score is not going to be very accurate. That's statistics lessons for you. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's our revelations about Masters of the Universe revelations. Tune in next week where we dissect the Philosoraptor. Yes. And we're also going to talk about uh, Scumbag Steve. Ooh, scumbag Steve. Yeah, he's a real guy. What was the old alternate guy? Good guy, Greg. Good guy, Greg. He's smoking a blunt. Yeah, scumbag Steve would never. Yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't hand you the booth. Is that slang for weed? I haven't done it. I've okay. never smoked. talk a little Ugh. great that's not talking well it depends on what, how you define talking okay that was talking good job